Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Are we doing a very special episode to answer your questions? Are we going to vamp about some of our favorite things like how we got into comics, why we love this character and more? And is this the Days of Future Past special episode of Marvel Movie News? Yes. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie Ooh. Ooh. Hey, Days of wow. Future Past Lighting. This is what the future looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. your last name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Excelsior, to you, our merry Marvelites. We are the Marvel Movie News, and this is episode 194, coming to you from the past. That's right. This is the Days of Future Past episode of Marvel Movie News. It is currently a different time where I am than where you are. And I, while also here, am currently in Ireland. And while I am here, Marquia is in Burning Man. Yeah, I'm in Burning Man. Goodness knows what I'm doing right now, but I think I'm, I'm probably wearing a tiara and some wings. You're having a good time. Ooh, yeah. Also, I'm probably dancing. It's the 28th, so happy birthday. Happy birthday! It'll be the day after my birthday. Happy belated from the past future. Thank you, I appreciate it. And um, uh, (laughs) anyone, I'm I'm sure my past self has put up an Amazon wish list. So if you you want to send me something, um, please do. Uh, Hopefully that will be on my Twitter, because I will have no cell reception in the desert. From the past future. Yes. We're terminating this birthday. It's going to be very exciting. (laughs) Soon T-1000s will be just running around. So, uh, we are the Marvel Movie News. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us at youtube.com slash popcorntalknetwork. You can find us through Popcorn Talk's website, popcorntalknetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and if you retweet a link to this show... In the future, yes. Aunt Anthony will tell you what to do on Twitter. I, I'll work things out. I got this, guys. I'm Aunt Anthony, y'all. I can do this. He is his Kang this week. Oh yeah. yes, okay. You're Kang controller I of time am. this week. I, I kind of like this because it's like a time capsule. It is. It's bearing oh. a time capsule for the future you to watch with just Marvelite yeah. madness. Yes. So thank you, Kang, for handling things in the future past. Uh, so this week, what we're going to do is we're basically going to go through Twitter questions. We've only got a few because we did not, uh, we didn't gather them through the time we're not here because we weren't here. So these are from the last few smatterings of weeks, ones that we wanted to catch that we missed, and especially the ones from the uh, 14th. And we also are going to just talk about some of the reasons we got into comics. I'm going to uh, get to know these two lovelies better and bounce around Marvel ideas. And basically, we're doing a special episode this week for you guys because we didn't want dead space on the internet. We are here in spirit and in time. Hey, boy. Oh, hey, Kang. Kang wants you to introduce yourself. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Uh, I am Koi Jandro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. And in any time, past, present, or future, I'm always joined by the ever-lovely Marquia McCarty. Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Marquia McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And our associate producer, the ever-lovely Amy Oops. That's me. That's forever now. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> she loves it. There's such happiness in her eyes. They go, Oops. It's so... I think it's really clever. 
But yes, Amy Cassandra MTZ. That's what you can find. Uh, that's my handle. So that's why it's MTZ. So that's me. I very much enjoy it. Kang is pleased. So uh, <laughs> we're going to kick like, it off. I like Kang's voice. I, yeah, I like the <laughs> sturdiness of Kang. needs for you to introduce yourself. When you control time, you don't need enunciation. You just got to have yeah. a rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to start with shout outs first and then we'll do questions and we'll uh, kind of yeah, play around? Yeah, these are, these are uh, some shout outs from uh, awesome people, Marvelites, uh, that you probably interacted with in the chat room and have seen online. So we have Charles Lee at GoofyFan underscore Chuck, Shane Pickett at DadRad4, BCD at SmogDude, Vincent Zawada at VZawada, John Mariano at John Marianani, Ken McDowell at Ken McDowell, Carlos Cortez Jr. at Captain underscore Levy, oh, Levi01, Rob Malias at Darth Relius. <laughs> Darth Relius. I like that, Darth. Um, Mick C at C underscore Mick. That's just the tip of the iceberg. We know that there are there many are of you. There are so many. So many of you. So, oh, and also, just uh, so that you know, uh, we're we're sorry that we um, sometimes miss uh, birthday shout-outs. Like, you will tweet us, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, let me remember that. And then sometimes we tragically forget, and I'm so sorry. So here's a big birthday shout-out to the people that we've... Oh, we, we love you. Happy we love, birthday. We love that you're celebrating Happy your birthday. birthday. Birthdays are so important. We love our birthdays, and we love yours. Um, So to help us um, be able to... Get your birthday shout out uh, next time. If you could use hashtag MMN birthday, that will help us be able to just search by a hashtag to be able to get your birthday shout outs. So that's Marvel Movie News birthday, MMN. Great. And then also with questions, um, we're trying this out. If you could do hashtag MMNQ as in the letter, uh, with your question, then that might make it easier for us to be able to uh, get those questions on the air and on the show. So we'll see if this works out. And MMNQ is very similar sounding to Marvel movie Qs, which I like very much because okay. it's a pun on news and Qs. <laughs> so uh, our first few questions. The first one from Geo is here. Choose a non-mutant to join the MCU's future X-Men cast. He wants to have Korg join the X-Men. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he, yes. he says that Korg would fit right in. <laughs> non-mutant. Excellent. What well, do you think? Um, I, well, I have my own choice, but it's like, if he's going to have Korg, he also has to have Meek. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to take his Korg and I'm going to add <laughs> Meek. Uh, onto there um but uh, meek back in his exoskeleton like his lethal exoskeleton suit where so then court can make his uh, his jokes about um rock paper and scissors <laughs> like he's doing the ragnarok um but amy how about you start this what's a, a non-mutant and that's pretty that's pretty open so i say that we can expand this to anybody yeah <laughs> uh, to join the mcu's future x-men cast or we can make it smaller just well, future x-men well you know who's not a mutant who? Deadpool. Yeah. Okay, can I pick? Oh, I already you got already... him. I just did him. <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> um, that's hard. Just anyone? Yeah, yeah. Just anybody in general. You know who I think needs more join, screen time? Join X-Men. Maria Hill. Ooh. Okay. I would she love would, to see her leading ex- a team. I, w- okay. I would think that would be an excellent addition to uh, X-Men cast. Yeah. You know, I, she, I'd love to see her. She would definitely fit, you mm-hmm. know, with S.H.I.E.L.D. in general. And then you mm-hmm. don't have to worry too much about having uh, Nick Fury be a part of everything. Because he's like, hiding, he's clandestine. He's Maria, really he's Maria doing Hill stuff. To take and she's care, a good public face and she's a good leader and yeah. she's Our strong new, and smart. New mutants. Have yeah. her in there. So Maria Hill's my and Deadpool. I 
thought you, you were got... giving me Maria. Oh, I mean, Maria is Amy's idea. Yes. What a great idea Amy had. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I did Inspired. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. have, they, have they confirmed Dazzler for anything? She's a mutant, though. Oh, she is a mutant. Darn it. Non-mutant. Non-mutant. Because uh, now I was Because your brain is on X-Men. Yeah, my brain's on X-Men. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like picturing like all the Morlocks <laughs> now. And I'm like, but they're, they're inherently mutants. They're, they're inherently just, mutants. They just yeah. got the ugly side of the, the deal, unfortunately. Ha-ha. Who else okay. is a non-mutant? So, super non-mutant. Oh, <laughs> could Daryl join? See, Daryl there it is. is there. I'm not only going non-mutant, I'm going non-powered. Completely non-powered. <laughs> Completely non-powered. I don't even know how that would work out. It's like he um, he shows up to fix the computer system in, in uh, the... Uh, you know, in the mansion while everybody else is away because Deadpool's in there and they don't want to bother with him. I respect that yeah. choice. There so, it is. Yeah, Plot. makes sense. So Daryl could. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. in between the fan questions, I am going to think of questions to ask the, ask these two lovelies. And first, my first question, so the people that watch our show might have an idea of where comics began your life. So my question is a two-parter. Part one is where did comics first enter your life? And two, when did you know that they're going to be as important as they are? Well, I can answer the second one first. Okay. Um, it it wasn't an aha moment for me for like comics being as because they they were literally like woven into the fabric of my being. Mm-hmm. Um, that and video games and wrestling they all hit me at the same time. That horror movies also. Oh, Aunt Anthony, yeah, I'm a horror movie fan. I don't know if we've really talked about that. Who is Aunt Anthony? Oh, I'm sorry. Kang. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Kang. Yes. Kang's method. Kang yes. enjoys the horrifying, <laughs> horrifying pictures. Yeah, for some reason I thought Kang would. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, all of that kind of hit me at the same time as like seven, eight years old. Uh, so that, that literally was normal. That's, this is normal for yeah. me. So I, I mean, I guess if there was any kind of aha moment, it was a few years ago when I realized that my wrestling passion could, was a commodity and that, you know, me being able to talk about it and to be impassioned about it was something that I could start turning into like a career like thing and then then it was like um oh yeah yeah wrestling um i also really love comics like you love comics well you know and be like oh okay well along with that you know video games what you like video games like yeah yeah so i guess the aha moment would would have had to been like what maybe 2015 or so when it was just like um yeah you can do all the stuff that you love and be a host with it and then you know this year bye-bye day job now just this, and it's working. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess my aha was in 2015, but it's always been there. Cool. Mm. Amy, what was your aha? Mm, I would have to say more recently, maybe the beginning of 2018. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, well, and jumping to your first question, the first time that I really ever read a comic or knew anything about a comic was 2015. Yeah, so I'm a nerd in training. But, yeah, with Spider-Man. With Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And just to see, um, there's, because I'm from Texas, so there's this comic book store that's, I don't even remember what it's called, but if you are if you live in San Antonio, then you probably know which one I'm talking about, because it's really big, and people play really fun card games. And so I went in there a few times, and I'd always go to, like, the cool uh, like shirts. 
or, um, you know, like fun little toys, Funko Pops and stuff like that. And so seeing all of the comics, it was like, I mean, obviously I've known about comics, but to really like flip through all of the stacks of Mm -hmm. them and to see that there's so many, especially with Spider-Man, like you could just get lost. Um, Oh, I have. Do you see? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just a fun deep dive. It is. And, uh, but yeah, like first diving into comics was Ms. Marvel and it was just a little, little bit. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is crazy. It's it's way, obviously, way different than reading a normal kind of book. Because I used to love reading as a kid. And then something happened along the way that it just became a chore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So getting back into reading, I was able to do that with comics. because, Fantastic. And even, you know, when I started here, um, reading Infinity Gauntlet. That. And I was like, okay. So then that's when everything really clicked. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, you we can just like talk about comics and nerd out what are you see okay let's do this and to really embrace being a geek even if you don't know everything that's something that was just like oh uh-huh yeah <laughs> so yeah. i oh and where did you first i know it was through military and finding them on base yeah, since yeah. we're two-parting it yeah um those that uh don't know or like missed uh the couple of broadcasts i've said that in i was uh, a military kid so uh, from from around seven years of age. Well, before that, we were we were moving around a lot. But um, I lived in uh, London uh, from like seven to around eleven and a half years of age, and then that was like predominantly the um, the hey, all the comics, all the horror movies, all the video games, everything um, that happened then. So I'm sorry. What was the question? Uh, where did you first pick up like comics as a habit? Because oh. like, so, part two is when did you realize what right. it would be? Part one is and when then when did, did you pick it up? It had to. It had to be because um, we lived off base. Um, and for those that aren't aware of like uh, military kids and how they, there's actual thing called like. I believe it's called third culture or something like that. It's, it's on the internet. Other people have pointed me towards it and there's like a whole documentary and stuff about it. It's like you, you live in America, but you don't. It's America exists on the base. And then um, outside of the bases, you're in, you're in another country uh, completely. And it's like, whatever, whatever the military has sanctioned to be at that base is what you will then um what you buy, what you consume um, in every way, shape of the form, uh, including movies that would go to the movie theater and, and such. So therefore, uh, my comic books started off with Archie because Archie was, you know, deemed okay. And then mm-hmm. there was uh, Marvel and DC. So it wasn't until after we came back to America that I realized that there were all these other comic books, like all these indies things that I had no idea about. So kind of gorged myself until we then had to, and I ended up living in Iceland for like another two years so yeah I I didn't really I didn't realize that there were even indie comics Mm. until like I hit oh god maybe 14 maybe 13 or 14 I didn't I didn't know as far as I knew it was just Marvel and DC (laughs) Marvel DC and Archie (laughs) yeah that's funny because that was your exposure yeah yeah so yeah really happy to and still catching up there's always something that somebody's like oh yeah Bloodsport and I'm like what's that (laughs) let me read that wait till you get to the 90s extreme comics and the crazy Liefeld experience because that's coming (laughs) that's around the corner so uh, for me I discovered comics because my dad was super into them my second birthday 
Uh, there's a picture of me with Spider-Man number three behind me, which is that Torment cover, Todd McFarlane, and that is the October issue, My Birthday's in September, which means that comic had just came out, like, that day, probably. So I've been reading comics since before I could read, uh, and then I've been reading them ever since. So for my second birthday, I got Spider-Man comics. So it's been in my blood since I could remember. And my dad collected comics, so he had long boxes under the bed. So I would break into under my dad's bed and, like, pilfer through his long boxes and, like, take the X-Men and take it. it was, like, like the Claremont Burn era, so some mm-hmm. like beautiful books. And I remember uh, there was an amazing Spider Man that had a photo cover on it, and it was an actual actor dressed as Spider Man. I think it was like 263, something in that range. And I was like, you can do this? And I, that <laughs> blew my mind because I was like four. So I've been reading comics or stealing from my dad. Thank you, dad. And he gave me a lot of them since, so they're not as stolen. Uh, but I've been reading or doing comics since I could operate my fingers. Uh, and I really just, I've always loved the moral compass. I've always loved that it's art and illustration. I've, I mean, illustration and writing. I always love that people give comics crap, especially in the nineties, that they were this childish thing, but it's combining literature and art, which you may realize are two very adult things. Like it's yeah. just graphic it's silly. novels. Yeah. Like it's, it's such a thing. So that for me was that. And then I realized it was a life choice and it could be a career. Uh, actually a screen junkies, uh, screen mm. junkies called me in to do, please explain Deadpool. And believe it or not, there was a time not that long ago that people didn't know Deadpool. So oh, it how was, about our, please explain Luke Cage. Yeah. It like, blew my mind that people didn't know who that, Luke Cage was. Right. Yeah. And recently. Yeah. So no, no, like, that was recent. That was only what, two years ago that yeah. we did that? So yeah. I did Deadpool three-ish years ago, and, mm-hmm. like, now you can't walk through a mall without seeing a Deadpool shirt. Now you can't say the word Deadpool. Grandma's in Idaho, no. Yeah. Do you know how excited I am that my family now knows who Luke Cage is? It's amazing. Who, uh, you know, Black Lightning is and Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, it's... And they come to me for, like, the yeah. information. And, and it's just like, oh, this is the stuff that you've been talking about. Right. So where's Storm? I'm like, well, don't get me started. And that's the best feeling have. in the world, like, to, yeah. to have that knowledge and to have that exposure. And now the world's with you. And I, I love Idaho, by the way. I should pick in the state. Uh, but, like, just <laughs> random people, like, know all these things and the nuance. And so it was uh, someone asking me my opinion of something. And there's no better feeling in the world than going, like, let me share this thing I love with you. Absolutely. Audience, people, sharing, community. Yeah. That's why no. Burning Man. No gatekeeping. There's no point yeah. to it. It doesn't it it actually makes you seem smaller and makes you smaller in the world if you try to tell somebody else, "Oh, hey, you don't know as much about as this subject as I do." Well, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It's like that that doesn't help mm-hmm. anybody. And then plus, you also cut off uh probably a really good friend. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like a really good nerd friend. Like mm-hmm. they might know all the things about I don't know bowling. Maybe they're a bowler, and you're you really suck at bowling. These I'm just spiraling out here. <laughs> um, and then it's like you could be they be your bowling buddy, buddy right. or something like that. Yeah, but because like share they don't, the things you love. Yeah, but because they don't know um, everything about uh, random random non mutant. No, don't say non mutant. <laughs> Miracle children. Yeah, uh, they don't know everything about new mutants, or mm-hmm. they don't know everything about X Men. They have no idea what X Men is. They feel like X Men should be in Spider Man and all this other stuff. Like, why doesn't Sony have the X Men? They're saying stuff like that, and it's like, so they they don't. Or they're like, why isn't Batman and Spider Man hanging out? They don't know. So it's fine. Don't gatekeep. Just be like cool you're interested in this yeah let me tell you why it would be so cool to have batman and spider-man together and something and it has happened in the comics and speaking of but not in movies yet one day uh when disney buys everything uh speaking of being a fan of comics ashley houchins asks should chronos appear in avengers 4 and who's your choice to play him oh okay um chronos one of the 
Titan Titans Eternals, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ooh, who'd make a good Kronos? Lords, somebody I'm trying to picture big. Kronos. I'm, I'm straight up Googling yeah. the image of Kronos because I think I of him as him being, being so abstract. Uh he he's um he was in uh, he showed up in Infinity Gauntlet. He's That's one of right. he's one of the, like, the, the he's, literally Kadra, a, he's literally an abstract. Like when he's, you when he's... Eternity shows up and yeah. all like that. He's he's one of the dudes that shows yes. up. Yes, he's purple in stars. So that's why I had to look him up because that <laughs> yeah. to me is like. So if you see for this, uh, I believe he's a back left. Uh, Keith the David, purple, the purple little one. Jim Starlin um, made Kronos. I know that. Keith Keith David's my choice. Keith David. Keith David would be an oh awesome, awesome Kronos because he's oh, gonna man. be CGI. He's purple and stars. <laughs> oh, he would be cool, right? Oh, gosh. The voice of Keith David. Man. That's my pick. Oh, okay. So it's not. We're not. Uh, I mean, someone could physically Thanosing, pay him, but like Thanosing it. We're uh, total CGI, just the voice. I think so because okay. he's an abstract. He's a concept almost. Uh, well, he's like father of um oh god what are those two there's a, oh comics are a heck but, of a drug. But, but yeah are like so the like... eternals yeah and then you know titan in general you know this is this is kind of a this is kind of hard for me to to choose kind of hard for me to choose a chronos um, um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a, <laughs> uh i'm gonna go with a what's his name he is the original darth vader voice james earl jones james earl jones i'm gonna go with james earl jones for chronos because I think I, I would love good. I would love for his voice to be in the MCU mm-hmm. and the resonance yeah. that would come with a James Earl Jones type. I feel like Kronos. Yeah, that's who I'm going with. Amy and Paul Mulligan, you got an idea? <sighs> um, don't hate me, but who was the voice of Scar? Uh, oh, from Lion King. Uh huh. It was uh, Alfred in the newest Batman. Oh, what is his name? He's brilliant. I love that actor. Why can't I think I of his know. name? All I. It wasn't Whoopi Goldberg. It wasn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It wasn't yeah. The rest of the cast. <laughs> I know. Uh, he's an Star. Academy Award winning actor. He, like he's brilliant. I love his. Uh... It wasn't Alan Rickman. It was, was Jeremy, it Jeremy Irons. Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. Him. Yeah, he's ben. great. Sold. Excellent. Done. All right, so now we had a fan question. Now back to a Koi question. Why is your favorite character your favorite character in less than a minute? Oh, do we have a time? Let me get a timer going. <laughs> I mean, while we're having this random show, yeah. let's let's play into it. I, you can do top two characters if it's only a minute each. So top that way, you don't have to pick your favorite if you love two characters equally. Okay. So top two characters, a minute each. And then I have a question. Um, who is the character that actually got you into comics but isn't necessarily your favorite now? Ooh. Guys, like whoa. Yeah. Okay. So let's do the two, and then we'll cycle back with yours. Okay. So uh, wait, what was ours again? Uh, top two favorite characters, a minute each. So se- we'll do separate. Characters. So think of your okay. top two characters, and and then in a minute, and then we'll take a pause, another minute. Mm-hmm. Speed round style. I know. Timer up. Just All right. Okay. Uh, Amy. No, oh, dang. Okay. Uh, okay. Three, two, one. My favorite character is Spider Man. Why? Because I feel like I really identify with Spider Man. Um, he lost his uncle Ben and having grown up as someone that, um, like I lost my mom at 19. So having to deal with that, I feel like puts you in the same kind of headspace as Spider-Man. And when he's having to do stuff, he really just wants to help people out. And I totally understand that. Uh, I think he's silly, which 
I can identify with as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think he he's just cool and he he gets himself into situations that's a little bit over his head, but he wants the best and he keeps working hard and his costumes are really cool. And there's so many different versions of Spider-Man that I think no matter which one, there's always going to be that one that you're like, "Okay, I identify with that one." And yeah, it's really nice that we're getting to to really see a new Spider-Man with Tom Holland, and I think he's fantastic, and he's super cool, and I'm really excited about Far From Home. That was Here. an excellent minute. That Perfect. was beautiful. See, a minute's a Did long it. time. I know. I was like, <laughs> it feels like no time, but it's a long time. All right. Ooh, oh, was I going to get music? Thank you. We're going to get Oscar'd out, played off stage. Oh, I think, I think, no, wait, yeah. I want to check this out. With great power. <laughs> Comes great responsibility. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like Toby. We Uh, talked about this on Marvel TV Weekly. You got Tobied. I got Tobied. It's fine. Mark, your favorite? Uh, sure. Wait for him to put the. Are we ready with the minute back on the clock? Minute back on. I'm I'm gonna restrict it to Marvel because if I go into indie stuff with favorites, it's just a it's a whole lot of two. I think you have one second. There's only one second. That's it. It's not challenge to that level. Kang is never wrong. Kang. Three. She just did Black Panther. One. Okay, so I'm gonna choose a both Storm and Black Panther. Storm because um well. If you've only seen her in the movies, um, you really do have to experience her in the comics. She is she comes from basically nothing. She's a street urchin, like a street rat, um, with all of these incredible powers. But yet she also does for others in, in an amazing way. And it's just like her journey from child into, um, well, leader of the X-Men and um, just a weather queen in general is something to be awe-inspired about. Okay, that's how I... And then Black <laughs> Panther, um, well, just for the very like his morality is what really got me to him that and his um the fact that he is a batman but he's a batman with a community and that he embraces that that isn't anything that he has to cut away or like i'm not dissing bruce wayne but you know dude has issues while black panther like embraces family it does not slow him down and then couple both of them together which they have in the comics you have this amazing power couple and i hope to see them again i that yep excellent right. excellent work i liked it a lot thank you uh, I, I gotta defend my two boys and then mm-hmm. I love your question we gotta dive into that All so right, here we go. Uh, one minute for Spider-Man Deadpool here we go so Spider-Man represents not just power and responsibility but he represents like actually having ramifications for your actions when Gwen, Gwen Stacy died we all felt it as an audience it ended the silver age of comics all of his costumes I agree are on point but also his rogues gallery you are the company you keep his rogues have to get more inventive have to be more intelligent have to get more smart because of how smart he is as he evolves as a character so do his friends so do his rogues so does everything else Spider-Man to me represents everything it is to be a human he also has humor as well as depth and there's so much to Spider-Man that we never get to see and there's a reason Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland can all play him because he's so multifaceted those three very different actors can play him. Spider-Man's damn near perfect. Deadpool on the other hand. Deadpool is a character that is always trying to figure out what his moral compass is. Deadpool is a character that's always trying to figure out what right and wrong are to him. He hides his humility with humor. He hides his sadness with humor. He hides his face with a mask. He doesn't hide his identity. He hides his sorrow. Deadpool is ashamed of the thing he's become and he's always trying to do what's right and he's always doing that with a smile on his face even if he shouldn't have one and he introduced me to Chimichangas. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Yes. Excellent. Kang is impressed. Woo! I saw two seconds left and I was like, Jimmy Jongas! <laughs> okay, so uh, your question in the right phrasing. I love your question. Yes. Uh, so what character got you into comics but is not necessarily your favorite character now? Can I do it with movies? Like the first one? Sure. Got? Okay. Got a minute? 
Oh, 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 you want to tie? Let's go. Okay. Yeah, but I let's just we'll keep it short. <laughs> we'll keep it short. Okay, but cool. Yeah. I mean, I I could start. So this is my question, but you, you have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All cool. right. Um, I would say it was Captain America oh. because the first the first real Marvel movie that I saw was Avengers when it came out in 2012, and before then I had tried watching Iron Man, but young Amy just wasn't ready. We watched it in school, and I was just kind of like. That's cool. But then I ended up doing something else. But I love Captain America, but I feel like there are other characters that I identify with more. And I think I like characters that have issues going on. And I think mm. he does too, but he's almost like too perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which it's okay. it's cool. And I, I support him and especially with Civil War, all of that going on. Um, really I, I was still on his side. But I think, although if I would see it again now, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it was cool. I think it was a great introduction because he's like a superhero-y as mm-hmm. you get. Yeah. But yes. yeah, I think like getting older and seeing that we're all kind of screwed up in our own way. I, I like, like, I like, yeah, the little I like the humanity characters. in your character. Yeah. 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 Mark you? Excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, it has to be Monica Rambeau. Uh, mm-hmm. Captain, Captain Marvel uh, was called. Monica Rambeau. Captain Marvel has been different people. Captain Marvel, and then so on and so forth. And and Monica Rambeau has been different people too. Right now, she's known as Spectrum. And uh, with her, uh, some of her backstory. Well, she's she's absolutely amazing. She she's a she's an um well uh, comics. There's there's so much to say. Um, okay, so she starts off as um, kind of like a, think of like a harbor cop. Think of like that and like uh, New Orleans. I believe it started in New Orleans. And um, she ends up doing as heroes do and then ended up um, getting powers while she was trying to save others. And it's like um, the spectrum of light and everything in between. There's a there's a, a lot going on with what she can actually do. Uh, the thing that attracted me to it was, yes, black female. Uh, and that was um, before then. I didn't run into that. I mean, think think about it. I started off with Archie, uh, right. and you know, and then just Marvel and DC in general. It was pretty light. I didn't see myself in them. And then Monica Rambeau came along, and I and I think I actually borrowed that from <laughs> somebody. There's a lot of swapping with the, when it comes to military kids. Oh yeah, um, you know, it's like oh yeah, I was stationed in Germany and I got these, yeah. and like you know that kind of a thing. Um, so yeah, I forget exactly how I ran into her, but once I did, and then seeing her power set and seeing she was so powerful, and seeing her hair, oh, just seeing her hair being represented, and then after that, I think I ran into Luke Cage mm-hmm. and uh, Misty Knight and mm-hmm. and the such. Um, after that, but yeah, Monica was my bay because no matter the situation, she not only was able to confront it with grace no matter how tough it was but she was tough and you know she believed in family and community and that means so much to me so yeah she's not necessarily my favorite character right now because Mm -hmm. we've had so much time and so many characters in between but she definitely got me started so i love the same characters i did since i was a kid spider i've collected spider-man and x-men since i was four uh i got comics before then but i started collecting actively like spending my money and all my christmas and birthday money on spider-man and x-men since i was four that's where my money goes but i used to be a diehard superboy and green lantern kyle rayner fan uh so superboy i loved because superman never made sense to me because superman was just like i am just power and i have no weakness and i was like i don't like what do i do if i read the beginning and the end it's the same thing i i understand now 
I see Superman now as his biggest folly is that he can't take care of everything and he has to make decisions and he has to deal with like the ultimate power. But as a kid, you can't go like, what's it like to hear two cries for help and not know to pick which one? Like you don't think about that as a kid, but yeah. Superboy is like, he's got a leather jacket. He's living in Hawaii <laughs> with that gorgeous redhead. He's and like, apparently I've had a thing for redhead since I was born. Cause Mary Jane and that, that redhead chick in the, in the Hawaii stuff and Superboy, but Superboy was like <laughs> the rebel without a cause Superman. And he had like the one curl and I was like this guy. And then Kyle Rayner came out and he did a similar thing where he was the underdog to Hal Jordan. He was the guy trying to prove he was worth being Green Lantern. He was the guy trying to use art to make things. He was a man that used creativity as strength. And as a kid, I was like, Oh, he's not as military and proud and strong but he's creative and he used art as a weapon and i love the idea of using art as a weapon so i don't read as much superboy or kyle rayner now but i love those characters i still love what they represent i still love the flavor so i love that question because these are two characters you don't get to talk about much and like the past is so relevant to the present like this episode yeah yes like like this time capsule and time being run by kang so two more um questions here and then I have one more question on my end and then if you have any and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up because yeah. alright cool so two more fan questions so word is Moon Knight was almost used in Iron Fist season 2 are we that close to seeing our favorite deranged hero in action or is this just more teasing <laughs> I personally think we're getting him I think that movie deals are either going to happen sooner than later or when they bring us over to the Disney uh, streaming everyone wants Moon Knight so bad what mm. a better flagship show to prove it can be dark. Disney can be trusted the streaming service, and they've been listening to Moon Knight. I would love to see Moon Knight on the Disney streaming service. What do you guys think? Y- yes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think it would be a nice jumping off point for the Disney streaming service, and that would be a great way to grab everyone's attention and be like, hey, we listen. <laughs> we read your threads. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that would for sure make me want to subscribe and do all of that. And they're that. not going to invest in a new great character in Netflix if they're leaving Netflix. That's my thought. Yeah. 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 That's probably why he's not in season two. What do you think? Possibly. Um, I, I think that would be a pretty a pretty strong uh, flagship. If you did a PG-13 uh, Moon Knight mm-hmm. and had that with Disney, I think it's definitely doable. Whenever I pictured my Moon Knight, though, I, I like pictured him like uh, like Punisher level. Well, I think they can you know? do a Punisher show. I think they yeah. might to prove they're not going to be... Like, Deadpool's yeah. going to stay rated R. I think they need to have a show that's like Punisher on their on their stream to show... Mm. It's such a. It's hard it's to walk so not line. Disney though. Right. It's so not Disney, and Disney is such a brand, such a brand. Like right. you hear Disney, you know what you can expect. Like um, uh, you can take any of your kids to see a Disney movie. Right. Like that kind of a thing. While you wouldn't necessarily have your kids watch certain things on Netflix. I'm not hoping they have a Miramax is... channel, like a brand. You know, I'm hoping yeah. they have that side Disney. Uh, yeah. This is my pure optimism, but, but I see what you're saying. But yeah, coming back to um, uh, are we that close to seeing um, a Moon Knight? Yeah, I think there's been a enough um outcry for a moon night i mean there could always be more if we want it to happen and, and i think there's enough um, nerds that are involved in the process that they are very aware of mark specter and um, i think his story would translate extremely well um into uh television mm-hmm. uh i yeah i would i would enjoy that because the thing with moon night is i feel like you could almost make it look like an anthology series kind of like um, Black Mirror-esque, yeah. you can do that with Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even have to be in all of the episodes. He could be like in, well, most of them, definitely. But you can have like two, three episodes where it's just taking place just outside of what Moon Knight is doing. Like Moon Knight's down in the sewers. Here's the people are, the people are down in the sewers and Moon Knight's, you know, ducking in and out. Um, I, I think it's it's a great property. And I, I say yes, 
but I want it on Netflix more than I want it on Disney. Yeah, I want it to be the right gritty, and that's why my optimism is that there'll be a a wall where kids won't press 18 plus and there'll be other things on the other side of that wall because kids never lie on the internet nope. uh, Lewis we never did <laughs> not even once never Lewis1022 oh and that last question was Wes Sager thank you at Wes Sager yeah thanks Wes this question is at Lewis1022 uh, asks all of us individually uh, when will there be a Nova movie I would love a Nova movie <laughs> hashtag Marvel movie new smiley face <laughs> Uh, we have no control over the Nova movie. Mm. I will say that it does make sense after Guardians 3 to get a Nova movie. So I do think I will not be surprised if Phase 4 features Nova for many, many reasons, personally. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Nova is a part of Guardians Mm. of the Galaxy 3. And I think that is how we will be getting our Nova movie. Part of that. Very soon. Yes. Amy? I mean, I think... I feel like Marvel's kind of slowing down and trying to take their time and make sure their movies are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I mean, I would say within the next few years for sure. Yeah. Mm. And especially if there's more people that want it because I haven't heard many people say they want it. Uh, the, the, the ones that do are ride or die though. They're loud. The ones that oh, want it, they're like very. So I have um, one last oh. question, but you haven't asked me yet. Is there any question you'd want to ask us in this very special ask a co-host show? Yes. Um, and then uh, remind me, I want to do the hashtags again at the end. Perfect. So people know. Excellent. For people that have never read comics, what's the first one or first Ooh. character that you'd like to introduce them with? Ooh. Ah. Okay. first? I'm going to take it. Um, well, hearing that, it makes me think of like what, what I would recommend for like a non-gamer. Like um, I would recommend a Nintendo Switch for mm-hmm. a non-gamer that also wasn't into uh, mobile games. Um, because it is so accessible and um not only that but you just start playing that and you can talk to gamers on all levels Mm -hmm. with it so for comics i guess uh uh you know koi do you have a uh, answer right now, right you. this second? Okay, you go ahead. Okay, so in the world of Marvel, if you've been watching the MCU films, if you enjoy the hijinks of the MCU, Ultimate Spider-Man is the mm-hmm. thing that redefined comics in 2000, the year 2000, Ultimate Spider-Man came out, and a lot of what the MCU is based off of is the Ultimate line. Ultimate Spider-Man started the Ultimate line. Ultimate Spider-Man does an amazing thing that many people have replicated since, but this did the best at the time, was it consolidated 60 years of continuity into, like, 10. And it had the same creative team of Bendis and Bagley for the longest run to date. It is a beautiful run. It's incredible. The art is great. The animations are great. And what it does is it summarizes lots of comic arcs into tiny little bite-sized stuff. So say you've read 50 years of comics and there's these five great storylines, it'll only use those five. There's no filler. There's no, like, especially in the beginning. So if you love the origin story, it retells it for the modern day. If you love the shocker, it makes it modern. If you love Venom, it makes it more modern. There's a completely different Venom origin, but it works for the ultimate Spider-Man. It's not the same as the regular Spider-Man. So Ultimate Spider-Man is the most accessible thing in the world because it literally gives you everything from point A to point B and it ties into the MCU in a way of a tone. And then if you like Batman, Tom King's Batman is only 53 issues in. It started about five years ago. Tom King's Batman is maybe three years ago. I don't know if they're double or or single, but Tom King's Batman is literally like now that's what I call music of Batman. It feels like (laughs) the greatest hits. There's so many fun, like punchy dialogue. It's just, it's, it's just so lively. It's yeah. I mean, but it has to get to kind of like know the world a little better. Yeah. Whereas Tom King's Batman, you can read issue one and never have read Batman. You can dive in. Mm, So Batman issue one, starting with Tom King, I think it was four, four or five years ago. It literally is called Batman one because Tom King took over and then ultimate Spider-Man from one, any of those runs all the way through or, 
Um, yeah, I keep on thinking like 90s X-Men, like maybe, I don't know, Uncanny, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to, I'm just going to say 90s X-Men in general. Well, the X-Men number one that started in 1990 with Jim Lee and the art um, was okay. was a great jump off point because okay, it was because, another team. Yeah, um, I'm not the person to give you um, uh, definite um, issues or issue numbers. I do more, whenever I read, I do more like thematically. Like kind of a thing where it's, it's like, um, uh, for instance, what I'm reading right now is like, a, oh, I want to do more um, indie comics and everything like that. So then I looked up things that uh, were close to what I was already reading and then started reading off like that. But for, yeah. So for 90s era X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Lee is, is this beautiful run. Yeah, because I, I remember um, reading that. And, I, and actually I did a reread like maybe uh, maybe two, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it And it still held up for me. So I thought it was extremely accessible, and not only that, um, you really get to know more in depth the characters that you think that you know, like you think you know Cyclops, you think that you know um, uh, Jean Grey and the such, and then it's like, oh, oh, right, there's all these different layers to each other, and I think it's it's not complicated, um, but it does lead the way to being complicated. So I think if you start something like that, it's kind of like starting with the Nintendo Switch, you will just by the simple fact that you were reading it, be able to start talking with people on um, nerds of all levels. So the comic she's talking about is X-Men that started with Jim Lee. The cover is all of the X-Men on the left side of the comic and they're fighting Magneto on the right side. There were five alternate covers. That is the main cover you're going to get. And it goes into Omega Red. It goes into some great Wolverine stuff. It is a very powerful, good run. I have one last question and I want Ant-Manthony in on it too. And it's very brief and it's It's a tricky one though. What character in the MCU, so the Marvel movies, do you identify with most and why? (laughs) Kang. Kang, can you hear us? Uh, Kang did not know he was first. (laughs) (laughs) I would say circle back, please. (laughs) Kang needs a moment in time. Yes. I can go. It was my question, so I can go first if that helps. Uh, yeah, go ahead and go first. Okay, so the MCU I recently rewatched for Infinity War, and I was really curious if my opinions had changed. I had a very interesting thing where I always thought I was Captain America, but I really realized this rewatch that I am Iron Man. Like, I had no idea, and it was really I interesting. I see that. It was interesting watching Civil War, because I'm like, I'm yeah. noble and just. I was watching it, and I was like, watching the Iron Man movies, I was like, oh, I love myself, and I'm snarky, and I do what's right when it works, and then I do what's right again but it takes some pressure mm-hmm. and I'm such an Iron Man. It didn't hit me until after I'd revisited the movies that Tony Stark snark. He's still a good person. Like I, I think I'm still a good person, but I definitely have like an outer uh, layer of like sass. So I really enjoyed Iron Man's love of himself. And that made me realize that I'm more Iron Man than Cap. Yeah. Seems like uh, it's like an in-depth question though. It's something that you have to like think about to know thyself and then to put, it's a good psychological study, into, right? Yeah. Into someone else's shoes. Maybe, can you say what we Ooh. Ooh. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Koi fan, fan casting his friends. Yeah, it's like what all right, all MCU right. character we're more like. Uh, I would say. And that gives Kang more time and us. <laughs> yeah, while you guys are pondering introspectively, I would say that Kang reminds me of a ant-man type not just because <laughs> the name but because he uses uh humor in difficult situations to get through them and while he's dealing with stuff there's always like a bit of levity uh he also like is uh attentive to things and he learns things that he doesn't know if he, like when he came on as producer he knows a lot more now than he used to so he focused on stuff and became an expert at it by by necessity while keeping things light as he needed to um kang agrees <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Amy, mm-hmm. I would say you are okay. So this is this is tricky because it's not into you, but a wasp from the comics. Okay. Uh, you remind me of um, the new wasp from the, the comics because she is mm-hmm. Ant Man's daughter, Hank Pym's daughter uh, that he didn't know she he had, mm-hmm. and she grew up like on her own and had to figure out how to put the world together. And she likes to assemble people. She likes to put people together. She likes to connect people. So she likes to gather people from all over the place and make them a stronger community by putting them in the same place. So she grew up having to put her life together. And now she puts other people's lives together with science, with intelligence, with growth and makes that a thing. So that would be, that's cool. That's my full MC, not MCU, but Marvel cast and Marquia. I, I gotta say Shuri. And I know it seems cliche, but like you use humor while calming people down and she uses it with sass like you do but mm-hmm. it's it's always for the purpose of like landing a thought like it's not to deflect it's to focus and a lot of people right. use humor to deflect like i use humor to deflect like deadpool use humor to deflect i think that you use humor to like bring people into the situation as opposed to distract them from the situation which i can't think i was trying to think of another character besides cherry in the mc that does that but i think she does it that way like downey jr uses humor to be like look shiny object whereas mm-hmm. Shuri uses humor to be like this is why i'm thinking this thing so it is a a, like a focused uh a focused humor and attentiveness to detail mm-hmm. i like it i uh, because uh, i was trying to think and i was like the closest i could think of for myself was a uh, mantis meets nick fury <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know oh that's amazing where where it's like um uh yeah i love seeing the positive side of things and i'm very much into people's emotions and like what they're doing and everything like that but also pretty no nonsense and like straightforward with yeah. things where it's like hey this has to get done let's figure out how this is going to get done um because we're going to really enjoy once it's finally done <laughs> i love that you know that's a similar answer but with two, yeah. two totally different characters exactly that's really funny exactly so yeah that's the closest i could come to myself while she ponders what, what do you guys where do you put me since i i picked his Oh, well, Tony Stark was pretty much on the nose. <laughs> I know. That was... That I'll was, take it. I'll take it. If that's, if that's yeah. the answer, I don't have to self-psychoanalyze further. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty on the nose. <laughs> um, yeah, the the only other... Yeah, no, no, no. Because then I, I... Now I'm in the mindset of, like, mixing characters. Right, that's interesting. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, then I was thinking, like... Maybe a little bit of Loki, but not. Ooh. You know, where like it's just it. like a... Uh, because you're fun mm-hmm. and and you're kind of fun in that Loki way, but not Weasley. Right. So it's like it would be Lokiness like with a Loki something Stark. else. Yeah, but no, Stark. <laughs> Stark really. Stark nails it. Take it. Amy, did you get yours? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a mix. I would say Mantis for sure. I I didn't even think about her, but for <laughs> sure Mantis. Uh, I went to the pet store yesterday, and there was this very adorable cat and his her eyes looked really sad and i started bawling my eyes out out in the pet store and i was like okay yes i know i know i have a lot of feelings (laughs) like mean girls you know yeah yeah. um so definitely mantis and i would say maybe um black widow i would say because i'm a gemini and so people sometimes think that i'm like super sweet which i can be um (laughs) but there's there's a very um not sassy part, but yeah, sassy part. But a seriousness. A serious, mm-hmm. sassy, I can kick butt if I really need to. Maybe a Loki Clint Barton. Ooh, I love me maybe, some Hawkeye. Maybe that. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. Fam- family is important, but it's also like, family's important, but you're also important, like in the Tony Stark way. Yeah. So the, the Loki part is the you're important, and then the Clint Barton <laughs> part is your family's Oh, that's important. fantastic. I love so. all of this. Yes. Uh, Kang, um, you are out of 
time. So, uh, Kang just summoned me here. I'm, it's M. Anthony. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, Anthony. He, he really wanted me to answer this question, so he pulled <laughs> okay. me out. of him. Yeah, I'm actually naked right now. But anyway, <laughs> I was in the shower. In the I don't know. Uh, but I would say, I was really thinking about this very hard, and I, was, I, was, I would ha- I have to say a uh, mix between uh, Captain America and Rocket Raccoon. So, Captain uh, Rocket. Raccoon. <laughs> yeah, Rocket. Uh, mainly because um, I like being a leader in certain uh, situations, and I feel like my leadership is pretty on point because of how trusting I can be and how I think in a weird, dorky sort of way I'm charming and that people are able to like listen to me. But at the same time, I also, uh, with Rocket, I deal with this whole existential dread of like, you know, I'm here on this earth and what is my purpose and also... You know, we all go through pain just like how Rocky has gone through pain of being made into mm-hmm. like from being a, a just like a normal human like Earth critter to like this galactic uh, entity that's rolling around with the Guardians. If that makes it's a great answer, yeah. man. Hey. And when you came to us, you weren't even that much of a comic guy. Now look where you are. I'm reading stuff. Such a, such a different answer. Uh, so We uh, heart trash pandas. We, <laughs> so, Mary Marvelites, while we're on that page, send us your thoughts yeah. as to who we are. Please so, yes. You guys love koi casting. I'm asking you to koi cast us. I would like to know who you think we are, who we are a mix of, who you think you are. This is a very fun game that and I accidentally why? just came together it's with. Amazing. Like, why? This is Let really us know cool. why. Yeah, the whys are as important as yeah. the answers. So, please send us your thoughts on all four of us. And in the meantime, what are those hashtags? Uh, yeah, uh, oh, the hashtags. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you said like, to remind I'm you. Like, I got you. Yeah, no, this is great. I was, like, programmed to be like, here's my handle. <laughs> okay, so, um, so the hashtag for, if you want us to do a birthday shout-out, please do hashtag M-M-N birthday. That's Marvel Movie News birthday. And if you want to send us a question, do hashtag M-M-N-Q, which is Marvel Movie News Q. <laughs> And send us hashtag KoiCast for the game we just played so we can put things together uh, so we can find it. MMNCast? MMNCast. Absolutely. MMNQ is question, MMN birthday, and MMNCast will be. So hashtag yes. MMNCast, and yes. that'll set us up. Perfect. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we'll have those going. And uh, once again, if you are not a normal viewer of this show, this has been a very irregular episode. We've never done an episode <laughs> like this. We are in the past. You're watching this on the 28th. We are currently living on the 14th. Uh, we could not do it any uh, sooner, so we pre-taped. So if you guys didn't like this episode, don't think that's the regular. If you love this episode, tell us, and we might do more. But yeah, in the meantime, like additional. Yeah. Like an additional like, thing. Like a, yeah, an extra thing. So yeah. we, I had fun. Uh, yeah. Did you guys have fun in this yeah. very special episode? Yeah, Perfect. Fun. So okay. if you liked it, let us know. And if you didn't, then uh, I'm sorry. And where, can, where, can, where can they find you guys on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, at Markeia McCarty on Twitter and Instagram. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. You guys can find me on social media at Amy Cassandra, M-T-Z, or <laughs> and you can find me at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U, Koyjandro, here and on Instagram and on Twitter. And I will see you guys after Ireland and after Marquee gets back from Burning Man. And Amy's around to take your questions. Yes. Much Bye. love, guys. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the owners or principals.